Hey. Hey, you. Yeah, you, the one who tuned into the Pin Pals podcast. Are you looking to get custom pins made super easy? Are you new to the pin game and don't know where to start? Perhaps you don't even know the difference between soft enamel and hard enamel. Or maybe you're a polished pin maker, you've been in the game for a while, but your current manufacturer just isn't cutting it. Well, I got some good news for you. My friends over at Your Stuff Made can help make you custom pins. They are wizards at this kind of stuff. They work under strict ethical guidelines so you know your pins are being produced clean and safe for the environment. Their team actually cares about what they make. And best of all, they're not a middleman. They have direct access and control over tools, machinery, and resources needed to make enamel pins. So this means super low costs and fast shipping times. They are the real deal. And speaking of deals, you know where I'm going with this. I got one for you. If you order custom pins from Your Stuff Made, you can save 10% off your entire order. And with this inflation going crazy these days, 10% can be huge. Especially if you're new to the pin game, every dollar counts. So all you have to do is visit yourstuffmade.com, fill out a quote, and under the referral section, select the Pin Pals podcast. That'll tell them that I sent you, and that's how you get 10% off all your custom pin orders. Once again, the place to be is yourstuffmade.com. Let them know the Pin Pals podcast sent you. So, what are you waiting for? Start creating today. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome back to the Pin Pals podcast, the podcast about enamel pins and the pin makers behind them. As you can probably see from the title, we have a very special episode lined up for you. A couple months ago, I had the incredible opportunity to interview Kevin Eastman, one of the co-creators of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Freaking Turtles. Now, I don't know if you know this, but I've been a pretty big Ninja Turtle fan for most of my life. So interviewing one of the co-creators is like a pinch me moment. This was a big deal to me. I was super nervous going into the interview. You can definitely hear it in my voice. And if you're on YouTube, you can just see the awkwardness of a kid meeting one of his idols. Like it's just, it was such a surreal moment for me and a monumental one for Warrior Pins. So without further ado, enjoy my conversation with my newest pin pal, Kevin Eastman. Look at that backdrop. Hey, Kevin. Wow. There you are. Eric, right? Yeah. Hi, nice to see you. Great to see you. Happy Thursday. What? Is it Thursday? Happy Thursday. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yes, happy St. Patrick's Day. Awesome. Thanks. I hope you have some uh, good luck coming your way uh, this today, tomorrow, the rest of your life. You as well. You as well. Thank you. Uh, so l- let's just get started. I know your time is uh, very valuable and you got a bunch of these. So welcome cool. to Pin Pals, Kevin. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is a, a huge honor. As you can see, I'm a big fan. I think three years <laughs> old. I was mm-hmm. gifted the VHS from the first movie, got some toys for Christmas later that year and I mean, the rest is like literally on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, I think we're the same mind as far as the whole uh, collector mentality. I love my, uh, I love my toys of all kinds and I'm, I'm, you know, fully ingratiated in the genre of this uh, world we live in and love so much. I love it. 
And, and that's actually a great segue into uh, my first question. So Turtles have been around for forever. Um, you've seen so many different iterations. You've been part of so many different projects. But specifically, the like the bootleg or the unofficial stuff and all that stuff, I'm sure you've seen lots of like weird, <laughs> wacky things. I actually paid $50 at a local toy store <laughs> for this wacky, <laughs> terrible-looking Argentinian Ninja Turtle. So... <laughs> I know as an artist, you can feel a certain way about products being unlicensed and stuff like that. But on the flip side, you can kind of see it as, you know, a community kind of fostering the turtles and keeping them alive during a lull period. Just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. You know, it's really interesting, you know, and I, you know, I understand the the, the business mentality of the, um, of the, uh, um, I don't say rip off or the, uh, the, the, the unlicensed or the unauthorized stuff, but, but I don't know. I, I love it. I've got a bunch of it around here somewhere. I think it's really funny. Some of it just cause it's, it's really bizarre and, and you appreciate the sort of the homemade-ness of it and, and, you know, the oddities uh, of it, I think are funny. Um, but it's an interesting side story or related directly related story. When we did a, um, a convention in uh, in Russia, of all places, um, great, great people, really wonderful people in St. Petersburg. Back at the time when the Turtles first came out, they couldn't get licensed or authorized uh, comics or toys or anything. So they just made their own. Um, so the first time we went to St. Petersburg, we did this great event with these really wonderful people. And they brought up uh, the first book was like a hardcover of turtles fighting um, alien, like from the movie Alien and turtles fighting Batman and this stuff. And these were these full books that were mostly prose and they had illustrations in them. But from that, you know, unauthorized homage to all things turtles, they still fell in love with the turtles and they were huge fans from the since they were kids and have since been able to get some of the more licensed stuff. But it was, I just thought, you know, that the, how it transcended from sort of a completely unauthorized vision or version of the turtles into this, it still created a fan base uh, that were willing to stand in line and see me. So I thought that was pretty awesome. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Wow. Russia of all places too. How funny is that? Great, great, really nice people. It was really fun. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so do you have any other like, notable uh knockoffs or unauthorized stuff that kind of just like stand out in your head anything um, in your collection maybe yeah the, i have some stuff that was like um uh a few odds and ends one was like it was called the it was called the masked warrior and it was like they they made it out of this really cheap plastic solid piece of turtle it was um uh um uh, you know all the wrong colors so it had like a pink uh like a yellow bandana or a pink bandana before that those even existed and the, the wrong nameplate. And then, uh, um, and then there was one, a friend brought back from, um, Tijuana many years ago, that was a, a ceramic, like something you might paint at a ceramics class here in the States. And it was just, it was just totally, it was a mutated, mutated turtle. It was really, <laughs> it was really, really funky looking, but I, I, I love this stuff. I think it's, I think it's really fun. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so this is a an enamel pin related podcast. I, I talk to lots of pin makers and stuff like that. We have great conversation. Um, so I wanted to get your thoughts on enamel pin pins just as an art form. What do you think of that? I love them. I think it's it's fantastic. I mean, it's you know, if I could spin this around, my my 
my wife has two huge cork boards up here of all pins that she's collected. That's kind of a thing we've, we started doing very early on is whether it's going to, you know, Disneyland or Universal Studios or any comic conventions all over the world, we've collected pins and, and put them up and save them. But as an art form, it's, it's, it's exquisite. It's beautiful. And I think it's very unique as a collectible item. Um, you know, much like, a you know, um, a, a rare comic or a toy or something like that, that you, you add to, um, um, your love of, passion of uh, collecting and uh, of certain characters so i think it's i think it's a, a real treat i think it's that's, a hoot. that's cool i i just gotta i gotta flaunt some of the pins that uh i've i've been able to make that's awesome <laughs> yes that's awesome and i think you know i i, I love it i think it's also it's 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 a an art form that you can actually you know it's not that difficult to create on your own too which i think is even cooler yeah, it was just a, a huge learning curve and stuff like that. And I have another board just full of a bunch of other like Ninja Turtle pins that I just collected through the years, been part of the pin community for I think going on six years now. Uh, so I met a lot of people. I, I talked to uh, a company called BB Create and they talked, they had like an, a little interaction with your wife, Courtney, and just getting pins yeah. that you, I think both of you guys were at the same convention or something like that. Definitely. But um so I, I wanted to ask you, were there any pins in particular that you guys collect, uh, you know, maybe aside from turtles or stuff like that? Uh, yeah, lots. I mean, you know, and everything ranges, you know, it's from, it's sort of um, some specific, like my, you know, um, my wife was a fan of like, you know, um, uh, She-Ra and, uh, you know, the old Scooby-Doo and, and certain characters, uh, you know, pins, uh, you know, that kind of genre stuff. But it's, it's also, it's just sort of a, uh, ones that we think are, are neat, you know, I mean, you can go from, you know, you get the walking dead and, and, you know, game of Thrones and, you know, just about every comic character that ever existed. And then the oddities and the, and the fringe, the fringe ones. Um, um, but yeah, that was, uh, so it's a, it's a pretty wide ranging, um, uh, um, mentality in that, you know, if it's cool, then that's good enough. And, uh, <laughs> and it finds us, it finds its way onto the, it finds its way onto the board, you know, and then, you know, we love the commemorative, you know, like San Diego Comic-Con would do a commemorative pin every year or for the couple of times, you know, pre-COVID when we would go around Disney, they had these wonderful stations, you know, which so we became obsessive, these stations at different locations throughout the park that you could get new pins specific to that area or something that was exclusive or something. And then you could trade them in and do, do stuff. So it was really, it was a fun experience. And I, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a fun thing to collect for sure. That's really cool. Um, all right. Next question. We're just going to jump right into it. Sure. Um, I'd love to know maybe what is the biggest lesson you've learned as a, a direct result from all the success and the fame that you've achieved throughout the years? You know, it's, um, you know, maybe it's been said by a lot of different people, but you know, I feel like it's um, it is very true in the point of, of be true to yourself because it's really um, um, easy to be distracted uh, um, and easy to get to sort of a yank this way and that way when you've had success. But it's you know, any time that I would sort of um, kind of go off the rails a little bit and and and. Uh, the reality of having a great family and, and, a, and an upbringing that, um, you know, keep you sincere and true is that, you know, um, when I was very young, I wanted to draw comic books for a living. And that's all I wanted to do was the dream. So the fact that I've been lucky enough to fulfill that childhood dream, even today at 60 years old, to be drawing every day and, and working on a craft and, and an art form that I love um, so much is such a gift and a blessing. You really have to, you know, not lose sight of that. So it's... um. I know there's a lot of people that uh, um, 
look to follow those kinds of dreams and aren't as lucky as I am. And that's even, um, you know, more humbling. So it's uh, be true to yourself, stay true to your dreams. And then, you know, and I offer that up to um, uh, young people that ask me for, you know, well, how do I get from this side of the table where I'm asking you for an autograph to the other side of the table? And I said, it's, it can be a, a long and challenging road. Um, and there's a lot of obstacles in your way, but you got to, you know, stick to it. If it's, you know, if you're into music, if you're into sports, you're into writing, into comics, into, you know, any form of, you know, um, something you're passionate about, you got to do it every day and you got to stick to it and don't let, you know, life and people dissuade you from, you know, your passion for um, um, what you truly love. So stick with it, be true to yourself, be honest, work hard. I love it. I'm going to have to just clip that little part out and just kind of replay it when I'm having a bad day or something like that. Great. <laughs> um, so the last question, I love ending the podcast by asking uh, this question. So I'm sure you're familiar with the phrase, it's the little things in life. Everyone mm-hmm. has like their own like little quirks and stuff like that. So I'd love to know from the man, the myth, the legend himself, Kevin, what are the little things in life for you? Oh, man. And there's a million of them. And I love it. Uh, you know, just the fact that, you know, um, whether it's um, family time that my wife and Courtney and I share with our son to, uh, you know, we've got a two 15 year old wiener dogs that sort of stumble around the house. They're losing their sight and their teeth. And you know, we just love that, you know, they're still happy and we can take care of them. So it's um, lots of little things that, you know, um, make um take away from some of the things, the big things you might be stressing on. So it's like, look for those moments of happiness, cherish those moments of happiness and, and make the most of them because, uh, um, it does, it means a lot as, uh, um, it's a little things can make a difference in your day and just, you know, being nice to people <laughs> to me, that's a little thing that, you know, a lot of people forget a please and a thank you, even to, you know, you know your wife or your family it's, it's it goes a long way to somebody you don't know being polite and and, and uh, offer up a smile and that kind of stuff is is goes a great a good long way to changing somebody's day including yourself so oh i appreciate it thank you for your time <laughs> absolutely great very much enjoyed talking to you i love your your backdrop that's really awesome those are um uh, I really appreciate your support and uh, uh, as a fan, and uh, it was great talking with you today. Yeah, thanks again for your time. It was awesome. Hopefully, I'll get to meet you at a, a, a con or something like that because I have a couple of blank comics that I'd love to get sketched by you. Awesome. Um, but until then, uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day, great rest of your year. Good luck with The Last Ronin, the last issue and everything. Wish you nothing but happiness and success. You and Courtney and your pup. <laughs> Thanks. And again, you know, uh, I appreciate you brought up the conventions. We're excited that we're going back out on tour this year for the first time since 2020. So just telling the fans that if you want to find out where we are, what we're doing, go to KevinEastmanStudios.com. It's on my fan site. You can see us. You can find out what we're up to, what's going on, and what kind of pins we're offering for sale out there as well. So well, I'll be there. New Hampshire. <laughs> I think so. I'm going to try and make it out there. All right. Cheers, man. All right. Take it easy. Cowabunga. Okay. Thank you. Cowabunga. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And there it is. My interview with Kevin Eastman. Wild, right? Like I still can't get over it. I, I was able to get his thoughts on the bootleg culture. Got to talk about enamel pins and pins as a form of art. And more importantly, finding out what the little things in life are for a legend like him. Like, I don't know if it could have gone any better, honestly. 
If you enjoyed this conversation, definitely let me know by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or a comment on the YouTube video. Uh, you could send me DMs on Instagram or Twitter. Um, also, you could you know just straight up email me. Uh, ThePinPalsPodcast at gmail.com is the email. Uh, but if you find yourself asking, hey, that was awesome. I want to do more to support the podcast. What can I do? Well, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, you are in luck. You can go ahead and visit buymeacoffee.com slash pinpalspodcast, and you're going to find a bunch of different ways that you can support the podcast. You can buy me a couple cups of coffee, or you could become a monthly supporter and unlock rad perks and rewards, like access to our bumpin' Discord community, just full of pin makers, or, you know, you could get access to our uh, virtual happy hours, which is another really awesome perk really fun uh we just had a happy hour last week and it was just you know just a good time just lay back hang out and just you know chat with pin makers um thinking about doing it on a bi-weekly basis uh so stay tuned for that you know more updates and things like that go directly to the buy me a coffee supporter so if that interests you the link again is buymeacoffee.com slash podcast. All right, I got a jet, but it was a pleasure. I'll see you guys next week for another episode of the Pin Pals Podcast. Peace.